Um, by the way, why did you kiss me? <laughs> I was about to be hanged. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh. What? What'd I say? all you Egyptologists welcome back to another episode of Cinema Slab I'm your Gorgal Hannah I'm your Scream Queen Anna I'm your favorite little brother Hannah join us tonight as we discover Hominoptera the city of the dead this is my pick this week uh, I picked the mummy uh, from 1999 and I'm so excited to cover this one. Uh, it's a, uh, it's very, very close to my heart. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen it so many times, so many more than I can count. And I even remember seeing this one in the big screen. Yeah, me too. Um, I, it, it's actually one of the first, it's actually one of the first movies I remember going to see in the theater. And Hunter was just a little kid. I mean, he was just a baby. Uh, <laughs> Fresh out the oven. Yes. He, because uh, he, this came out, uh, it was released in theaters on May 7th, 1999. And Hunter was born October 1st, 1998. Okay. So he wasn't even a year old He's yet. He's itty-bitty dang. Um, so, yeah, I remember Mom lugging him in in his little car seat. And, was um, he good? Did yeah, he cry? He did, no, not at all. Good, he, good he boy. Actually, yeah, he was a really, really, really. He was a really good baby. He already knew knew the code fresh out the womb. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Um, that that's one of the biggest reasons I picked this movie. It's very nostalgic to me. Um, I grew up on all the Universal monster movies like Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, yeah. the the old Mummy that came out in 1932 with Boris Karloff. Grew up on all that. So this one, yeah, real real close to my heart. Um, I had a huge crush on Brendan Fraser. I mean. Oh, dude. <laughs> who, who doesn't? I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, men and women alike. He is, he is fine. And he is so dirty in this movie, too. Yeah. So his teeth look so white. Yeah. And he does that cheesy smile every now and then. Yes. It's, his teeth are just like they can blind you. <laughs> yeah. They can. Oh, man. He just looks. And just his transformation, too. I mean, we'll get into it when we get into yeah. the movie. But. That's why I picked this movie. So I'm excited to get into it. Me too. I think it's a good pick. This is one that I as well grew up with. Me, mom, and dad went to the theater to see it. And like you, you know, I grew up with the monster movies because like I've said, you know, my dad's not a big horror fan, but he likes monster horror. Yeah. So this is like right up his alley because like we talked about a little bit last week, it's got everything in it. It's got action. It's got a fun story. Yes. It's got a little bit of romance. It's got some scary moments and horror and gruesome content. Yeah. And, you know, for the time, it was like a lot, but it just worked, (laughs) you know, and it's such a, it's just such a fun movie. It is. All in one. Yeah, it's such a great movie. I honestly believe if they had handled it as well as they could have had, Rick O'Connell could have been up there with Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, adventure and stuff, because... 
The Mummy to me, and I think that's the reason why I latched on to it so much, especially when I started to get into all the adventure movies like Indiana Jones yeah. and movies like that, was because it had all the elements of Indiana Jones, you know, almost done up to 11. Like, yeah. Indiana, like, there was always the supernatural element to Indiana Jones, yeah. but mm-hmm. it was kind of in the background. Like, it didn't happen until the very end. Yeah. Like, you know, Raiders, that whole thing didn't happen until the end, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, yada, yeah. yada, yada. It's kind of a staple of Indiana Jones to kind of have the adventure first and then all the supernatural or, you know, science fiction, whatever you, whatever have you, happen at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, in this one, it just, just gets you right into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> because before we're even introduced to Rick O'Connell, we're given the backstory of the mummy. Yeah. yeah. And for as, you know, as comedic as the movie can get at times... It is very brutal. Yeah. yeah. Like, very, very, very brutal. The stuff that they got put through, especially for mummification, is horrifying. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Like, Definitely. The idea of, like, of being put through that while you're alive. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of cringe yeah. moments that make you think, like, oh, my God. Like, if that happened to me. Huh, like yeah. the scarabs. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I was going to say, if you hate Beatles, you will not like this movie. This movie it scared me so much when I was a kid <laughs> because of those damn scarabs yeah. like I was so terrified I think that maybe might be why I still have a subconscious fear like I hate bugs but I was so afraid something like that was going to get under my skin and crawl around oh <laughs> god yes yep. yep especially you know in the movie when that happens yeah. yeah. people. Oh my god, it just makes you oh, mm-hmm. it just makes your skin crawl oh my gosh. Let's drop the spoiler horn for the mummy and we gotta do our favorite oh, yeah. segment let her explain <laughs> let her explain for those who aren't aware let her explain is a 30 second segment in which Hannah the longest winded person ever has to attempt to synopsize whatever movie we are reviewing in 30 seconds or less <sighs> Hannah are you ready yes I believe so okay let me get the clock all right, ready, set, yes. go. So we got, at the beginning, you got these lovers. They are not supposed to be together. Pretty much, they both end up dying. One of them gets mummified, absolutely horrific. We got these explorers. They come out. They got they bring him back to life, the mummy. He brings the plagues out on everybody, and they got to kill him and restore everything back to normal. Dang, 22 seconds. Yeah. That's a new record. <laughs> Synopsized it pretty well. Yeah, you oh, did. Yeah, you, I probably could have even left some stuff out, but whatever. No, not really. Short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> yep. You beat your record by eight seconds. I don't think you could have got uh, much more than that. Well, she's oh, hitting the late twenties before, but yeah. she's never gotten above twenty-five. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. You heard it here first, folks. New cinema slab record. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> On a dig down in Thebes. Jonathan, I think you found something. There is an ancient legend of a place known as the City of the Dead. We call it the doorway to hell. Where the earliest pharaohs were said to have hidden the wealth of Egypt. Are we going into battle? There's something out there. Something underneath that sand. 
they came to uncover its secrets. Mummies, my good son. This is where they made the mummies. They sought to unlock its treasure. And then there was light. Oh, boy. What they did... Oh, my God. It does exist. I think this may be the Book of the Dead. ...was unleash a force unlike any the world has ever known. You must not read from the book! What the hell was that? You have unleashed the creature that we have feared for more than 3,000 years. Whoa! He will regenerate and no longer be the undead. We are in serious trouble. This one! What the occasion calls for it? Trust me! It calls for it! Universal Pictures invites you. His powers are growing. What? This just keeps getting better and better. To experience the adventure. It appears he's already chosen his human sacrifice. That will live forever. If he turns me into a mummy, you're the first one I'm coming after. Go! I did I did a lot of research about this movie. <laughs> so like I found out kind of like The Rock, the last movie that we covered, uh, there this movie actually went through a little bit of developmental hell as well with multiple screenplays and directors attached to it and I'll I don't want to talk about the different directors yet that were attached until trivia time. Okay. I don't want to surprise y'all. Okay. Um so Sean Daniel and James Jacks, which Sean Daniel was in I looked up some stuff he was in. He produced Animal House, Breakfast Club, Back to oh, the damn. Future. Uh, James Jacks worked on Raising Arizona, oh, wow. Village of the Damned, which is John Carpenter, mm-hmm. and then Tombstone. Oh, that's a good and one. They were both in like there was a bunch of other different movies, but I just picked some that I knew. Yeah. But these guys were both adamant about remaking the Mummy from 1932. Mm-hmm. The studio agreed and gave them a budget of 10 million. Damn. So Stephen Summers is who. He actually directed The Mummy. He, Stephen Summers had just directed the live-action Jungle Book. Oh. He wrote the script for The Mummy while he directed his monster movie, Deep Rising. Oh, I've I, heard of that. Yeah, oh, I have yeah, too, I've heard of that, too. Yeah. I haven't seen it, though, but yeah. I want to see it now. Uh, he sent the pro- he actually sent the producers an 18-page treatment, and then they sent that on to Universal, and they actually loved it and ended up increasing the budget from 10 million to 80 million. Damn, that's a jump, <laughs> yeah. dude! In 99. Yeah, I know it was crazy. Wow. So, and then we can talk more about the CG and stuff when we get into the movie, but 25% of the movie budget was used on special effects, mostly CG for Emotep's character. Yeah. The Mummy grossed over $400 million in its first year in the box office. Damn. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. I so, mean, it's got sequel after sequel. What, the Mummy Returns, and then you got the Scorpion King. Yeah. And now since we're back in the brendan fraser renaissance everybody's calling for a mummy revival yes. and he's even talked about it yes. he's like hey i'll do it let's get it together no I, I actually wrote that down that he's up for it he's just waiting on a script yeah so 
Hell yeah. Send him a script, babe. And this something, too. Like, Rachel White, uh, Rachel Weiss, she is so beautiful in this she movie. Is, and I, is. I feel she like she's one of the first portrayals of someone that I, in my memory of someone who's like nerdy but still really beautiful and sexy yeah and like the hot guy kind of likes her oh yeah and but it works <laughs> out in the end you know yeah and not just like one of those cheesy teen romance comedies or anything like that yeah like where the nerdy girl gets the hot guy like this was you know, that's just, she's kind of the first one in my memory as far as that's concerned. And she's not like one of those heroines that are like, oh, help me. Uh, I yeah. need the, the guy that, she's a badass in yeah. this movie. Uh, and I really, yeah, she, and she is so pretty. Mm-hmm. And she acts her butt off in this movie. She's really, really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed her as Evie. Alright, so the mummy at an archaeological dig in the ancient city of Hamanoptera, an American serving in the French Foreign Legion, accidentally awakens a mummy who begins to wreak havoc as he searches for the reincarnation of his long-lost love. Yep, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, sounds like (laughs) Yeah, your synopsis. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You prepared for this, didn't you? No, no, I didn't really... Well, like Hunter said at the beginning, you get that great opening of we find out about Emotep and Anox and Moon, and she's with the Pharaoh. Yeah. And he comes in, and they're having an affair. And, you know, I notice things now. It's been so many years since I've seen this movie, but I feel like I watched it so much growing up. It's like ingrained in my memory. <laughs> yeah. But I was too. noticing stuff when I rewatched it that I'd never noticed before, really paid attention to as much as a kid. Like when he grabs her arm and rubs it and smears that, and who has touched you? That's what the Pharaoh said. Yeah. And then they end up killing him, and Pharaoh's guards come, and yeah, all the shit goes down. Um, yeah. Anoxu the Moon gets killed, or she kills herself. Yeah. And then they end up finding yeah. Emotep. And, and she the, kills the Pharaoh, remember? She yeah, said, him and her. Yeah, him and her. And she says, you know, you go and run because you can resurrect me. And he gets away and he almost gets the uh, ritual complete and then Pharaoh's guards come. They find him. Yes. And they give him the worst death, the hum die. And yes. no, none of them have ever done it before because they fear it so. Right. Because if that person was to come back, the havoc they would wreak would be terrible. Yes. So much so that we're in present day that <laughs> Pharaoh has his own descendants of bodyguards who's watching over um, the city of the dead. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they're called the Magi. Yeah, and it's so funny. I remember growing up to um, the guy, the head guy in it. Artith. Uh, Artith Bay. Ardith. And some trivia about that. Artith Bay is the, in the original Mummy, the 1932 movie, Artith Bay is who the mummy disguises himself as. Because in that movie, he actually like tries to blend in and be... Uh, uh, and act like he's a regular person. Oh, okay. And Ardith Bay is the name he uses as his disguise. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah, and that's um, uh, what uh, Odin Fair, I think is. Yeah, his Odin name? Fair. Odin Fair. He's yeah. he's been in a bunch of stuff. I can't. Yeah, I can't I, think of it at this moment. But either. my mom used to always talk about how sexy he was. <laughs> Growing up, she was like, "Oh, he's so sexy." Because I think I used to say how cute Brendan Fraser was. Yeah. She's like, "Oh no." I like him. Oh, he's a good one. She always liked the guys with the longer hair. 
I can't blame her. I, I can't know. blame her. <laughs> and Hunter has long hair. So oh. <laughs> he's agreeing too. My mom probably would have been like if she'd met you, like, "Hey, I like your hair, son." Yeah, <laughs> yep, she would. Either that, or she would have mistaken me for a woman. Oh no, <laughs> no I doubt that. I doubt that. Have. Oh my gosh. So yeah, um, we meet Rick O'Connell, played by the lovely Brendan Fraser. Oh, and he's beautiful. part of a team and. They're there. Why are they there in the first place? Uh, it, he's in the French Foreign League. Is okay. What I read, and he's. I'm guessing he's some sort of sergeant or something because that one guy starts leaving and yeah, running yeah, off. Benny. Yeah, he books it. Uh, and well, not oh, the, the other guy. Yeah, and then Benny goes. Well, looks like you're in charge now. Yep. So I guess he was like the next in command. Okay. And he takes over, and they're trying to. Um, and he mentions later on in the movie something about they believed in Hominoptera so much that they were willing to kill all those guys. And yeah. I, so I'm not quite sure why they were searching for it. Well, the, yeah. Well, they were there searching for the same thing they end up going back for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why, I, like I said, I read, and it was the, the French Foreign League mm-hmm. was why he was there. And he does get a great run-in. He's kind of the last man standing, and he gets a run-in with a sand face. Yeah. <laughs> Scares the shit out of him. And then doesn't the uh, the sand winds beat him up yes. a little bit? And the, there's like these voices. Like, yeah, they're whispering. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like. That sketched me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so he gets taken captive and put in prison, and we get a flashcard three years later that's when we meet evelyn played by rachel weiss and she's a librarian in cairo i believe somewhere in egypt and uh bless her heart she has such a travesty at the beginning i remember thinking that whole scene was so cool growing up like how all the bookshelves just fell like dominoes and she's just standing there looking and like Huh, you know. Yeah. And what do I do? Yeah, he comes in, he's like, Of course it's you, you know. <laughs> like he expected oh. it. And goes to show, you know, her character's clumsy, but Yeah. She definitely has a good heart. She's sweet. She you know, the her parents were adventurers, she says, and they fell in love and she kinda wants that life too. Yeah. Which is why I feel like she kinda ends up crushing on Rick a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. quicker as the you know, as the movie goes on. Right. But they end up meeting him in the prison. Yes, because her brother Jonathan, yes. who's he's a treat. Yeah, I he's funny. He's, he's definitely the comedic yes. relief of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they end up. He ends up stealing this thing. It's like this little box, and we find out later it's a key. Yeah, but he ends up stealing it from O'Connell, and he tries to tell Evie that. Oh, uh, he just dropped it or something like that. He, yeah. But he, he stole it from him. Yeah. So when they go to the prison to talk to Rick O'Connell, he's like, uh, they start going up to him and he, Jonathan's like, uh, never mind. Let's uh, turn around. Yeah. <laughs> he don't want to, cause he knows he's going to be ticked mm-hmm. because he stole that from him. And yeah, so we have this really cool scene where he, like Brendan Fraser punches Jonathan yeah. and he he grabs Evie and kisses her. Oh man, mm-hmm. I just remember as a guy, I was like, man, I wish I was Evie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Woo! Well, I had such a crush. Well, oh. They, oh yeah, and then they ended up taking him to the gallows, and they were gonna 
kill him but then she tells the warden that he knows where the city of the dead is and he's like oh you lie she's, yeah. like, she's like i would never and she's so innocent too yes. that even he believes her right so she offers him some money they cut him down and they're off on their adventure yes and they run into another team where his buddy Benny from three years prior, one of the guys who ran <sighs> off, fucking Benny yes. kills me oh, in this I movie. He's the worst. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I put that in my notes. I hate Benny. It <laughs> <laughs> feels like yellow jackets all over again. Yes, yes. Oh, God. And a bunch of other Americans. And one of them is jonathan hyde who played dr chamberlain who was kind of like the evie of the american oh, group yes, you know he was yes. in jumanji yes oh mm-hmm. yes he played the dad i knew he was from something i knew mm-hmm. okay that's awesome yeah so we've got a, a team of four americans including the doctor and then benny so five and they're yeah. all going for the same thing too and they end up winning the race there and they're on camels which is funny that's a great <laughs> yeah. scene Evie just hauling ass through the desert on a friggin' camel. And Rick's just looking at her like she's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And by the way, she has been that kiss has just got her reeling, dude. Yeah. She like she she's smitten. <laughs> she's a librarian she likes books she likes the fantasy so she's like living her (laughs) fantasy right now yes exactly but she's no slouch she can hold her own oh yeah and he's into her oh you can tell brendan or i'm sorry rick yeah (laughs) rick Rick o'connell yeah uh he he's definitely into her and once he gets out of prison he cuts his hair he slicks up and it's like oh hello mr o'connell yeah (laughs) i love that part where she's talking about she's like oh he's dirty and disgusting and and then he walks up behind all clean Uh he's like anybody i would know yep Oh, God. I just love this movie. I can't help it. Well, once they do finally get to the City of the Dead, they get to one of the tombs first. They meet the other team, and they end up deciding to, you know, Evie kind of moms them and says, okay, let's yeah. all let's all share. You know, we're all here for the same thing. And good thing she did that, and they went the other way because the group of five really got the shit into the stick because they also had they also had some workers with them who were they you know were just paid to dig yeah Yeah. and they ended up opening that tomb and the salt acid it was like a ancient booby trap yeah when it opened up and it sprayed all their faces and burn them yeah Ah! oh my gosh yeah that was disgusting that was a great scene that was but they end up finding emotep yes our core three (laughs) yeah and he's the he's the main event. Yes, definitely. And that that key that we were talking about earlier that O'Connell had, mm-hmm. and you know Jonathan stole it from him. That's what opens up his sarcophagus. Yeah, as well as two other books: the Book yes. of the Dead and the Book of Amon Ra. Yes. And the Book of Amon Ra is kind of like the Book of the Light in a way. Yeah. The good book people. Of the living. Yeah, the Book of the Living. Yes. Yeah. And when he, let me tell you, when he busts out of that sarcophagus, oh, that man. scared me as a kid. Yeah. And he was juicy. Yeah. And that's what she comments on. She was like, he's been dead for over 3,000 years. Yeah. He looks like he's still decomposing. Hunter, what is it? Juicy. <laughs> he did. That's what they say, too. Dare but, I say he even looked moist. Yeah. <laughs> Which he did. I'd rather have Juicy. He was glistening <laughs> in their torch yeah. light. Yeah. 
I, and that's probably like one, like just mentioning this, that's probably one of the only times you get like practical as far as the, the mummy's money concerned. Goes. Yeah. Most of the other time he's CG. So I just remember that as a kid and I loved it. And yeah. Yeah. He's, de- he's definitely juicy. Mm-hmm. And then they also find the scarab beetles yeah. in his sarcophagus. And she, like, Evie mentions that these are flesh-eating bugs mm-hmm. and that they can they can eat on a body for, like, years. Yeah, they eat them slowly. Yes, but then also, this, this is one of my gripes with the movie, because later on, we see those bugs eat this dude in, like, a second. Yeah, that's true. Remember? Yeah, so, they, like, fall. They just go, and then they just go on, and it's just like, uh. So I'm it's like they've been trapped for so long, they're just hungry, so now yeah, they're <laughs> binge eating. That's a good point. Maybe that's what it is. Or, I, I, you know, maybe they they can eat slow, or they can eat fast. Hey, I, yeah. mean, I don't know. Depends on their mood. But, yeah, I just, you know, just with this watch, this last time, I, or I watched it yesterday, I, that just something I noticed. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just one of my gripes. But, yeah, those scarab beetles, though, when I was a kid... They yeah. sketched me out. Me too. They still do. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, oh, man. Because mm. the warden gets it first, and he's poking, or peeling them off the wall, yeah. thinking they're gems, and he's going to make money off of them. Yeah. And he drops one on the ground. Well, I guess if they're flat on something long enough, you know, they can kind of get out of the shell. Yeah. And it crawls in through it like goes in under his boot i always thought that was gross too as a kid yeah crawls all the way up and and his reaction is real fear yeah you you can tell he's freaking he goes help me help me he's like almost slapping at it then he rips his shirt open and you see that little blob going up his big old belly oh my gosh and then goes into his cheek and like disappears up into his brain and then when we get the shot of him later and he's running through the hallway (laughs) yeah just instant quiet and they're all three looking at each other like what just happened oh my gosh but then the other team found the book, the Book of the Dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they find the four jars mm-hmm. and the book. And the book. Uh, when they get back up, because they're you know they're going down into a tomb and stuff. When they get back up, she sees that Doctor Chamberlain. Yes, Doctor Chamberlain. She sees that he's got that book, and she also sees that she has the key mm-hmm. to open it. She figured it out. Yeah. So she's like, hey, you need a key to open that. Mm-hmm. And he don't really get because he don't know that she has it. But it, So she ends up getting the book and freaking reading it. Yeah. And and she even says, what harm has ever come from reading a book? And I thought, girl, have you not ever seen Evil Dead? <laughs> right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Which I'm sure this that wasn't in this universe. But yes. still, like, <laughs> um, anyway, so... But, yeah, so she reads from it, and it brings Emotep back to life. Yeah, and he wakes up, too, and realizes what's happened. He's like, you mustn't read from the book. Yes, oh, my gosh. That whole, God, the music in this uh, movie is really good, just, or, and just the sound effects and everything, too. Yeah, and added it, a whole other atmosphere. Yeah, it was just really creepy. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, Magi, don't they bust in after that? 
Yeah. I believe. Because they told him to leave or die. And they didn't leave. And look what happened. Yeah. He's like, you've unleashed the evil that we've tried to keep at bay for all these years. And, you know, here we are. Well, he's awakened. And uh, one of the guys, I think he hears something go off. And one of the guys goes down there. Well, no, when they're running out because of what happened. He runs and falls and loses his glasses, and then Benny steps on him. Oh, so he's but, stuck down there. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. that's Emotep's first kill. Uh, yes, is uh, well, he doesn't kill him all the way yet. Yeah, he takes he his t- eyes and his tongue, yeah. which is gnarly because Evie gets away in that scuffle, and she finds him, and he turns around, and his eyes are gone, and you realize his tongue's gone, and then she sees him, and Brendan, or, well, Rick, he runs up, and that's when uh, yeah. he, he sees it, and his Emotep growls at him, and he goes, <laughs> ah! yeah. that, We get that great moment from that. There you are! You could play hide and sleep! Come on, let's get out of here! part as a kid that scared the living crap out of me yeah especially seeing that in theaters he turns around and you're not i don't know as a kid you're not expecting that yeah you're not ready for it yeah like you're not expecting him to be like taking organs from uh, yeah yeah It, it was just so unexpected but yeah and it was uh still it's it's a little disarming even now (laughs) yeah uh but yeah that was a part as a kid that really stuck out to me Mm -hmm. and and just got me son yeah well they're trying to leave at this point and get the heck out of dodge but they've all taken those canisters with anoxinamoon's cremated organs in them yeah and um the one guy who had his eyes and tongue ripped out is still alive but he's recovering in the hotel room and in the meantime emotep has recruited benny (laughs) because he he recited the quote-unquote slave language of his people so he thought he was a slave yeah so he was like oh i might have a job for you and and he's like oh the reward will be substantial and shows him gold in his bony ass hand yeah and benny (laughs) that's his main driving force and everything he does in life is money yeah great so as soon as he sees all that gold he's like oh sure my prince he calls him my prince right then and there yeah he starts speaking all these different languages he's got all these yeah religious like he's got all these religious tokens on his neck and he's like picking all picking all of them up and speaking all these different he's like languages. oh no not this one okay i'll try yeah. a different one yeah. and one of them he's speaking um I guess it was... I think it was Hebrew. Hebrew, yes. And he goes, oh... And so Emotep says, oh, that's the language of the Jews. You may be useful to me. No, he said that's the language of the slaves. Oh, the slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's right. (laughs) So they're trying to leave. And Benny, because the guy can't see... Is that just thinks he's being nice to him in the suite, but he's brought Emotep there and he's got this hooded cloak thing on and this face cover and he's there to finish the job. Yeah. They all see what's going on. They realize, oh shit, he's coming after everybody who opened that tomb. Yeah. So pretty much everybody who was there, but he's also recognized Evie and thinks she looks like a Noxuna Moon. Yes. So he has to sacrifice someone in order to bring her back and he's already picked a sacrifice in Evie. Yeah. 
And also, when he awoke, he's bringing the ten plagues with him. Yeah. That was part of the curse. So, the ten plagues of Egypt. So, there's a cool scene where Rick and all the other, like, some of the other team, uh, they're all down at the bar. And they're, like, drinking. And they look, they take his drink, and they, like, <laughs> spit it out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that tastes like... And Brendan Fraser's like, blood. <laughs> I just love the way he says it. He's blood. Like, blood. Yeah, I know And exactly. he like slams it down. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> He's like. Falls and, out of his hand and it smashes. Yeah. And yeah. So I just thought the whole plague stuff in this movie was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I just, I just remember that scene and I always loved it. <laughs> when he slams it. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. But anyway, sorry. Uh, I kind of got us off track there. but No, that's fine. Well, Emotep's on his warpath, and he's finding everybody who's got those jars. <coughs> yep. And they're trying to Sucking go. Sucking them dry. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. But it's all implied. You never see it. I love the use of shadows in this movie, because anytime any major damage is done, it's always a shadow on the wall. Yes. So, yeah. you know, yeah. You want it not as gory so you can have a broader appeal to a younger audience. Look at us. Yeah. You know, your mom wouldn't have took you if it was gory. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she... I still don't think she would have took me if she would have known how right. it was. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but she still loves this movie too, so... Yeah. But it had a broader appeal to everybody. And yeah. all of it's... A lot of it's implied off screen. You know, you get some punches and, you yeah. know, you get when he chops the guy's arm off... And it's yeah, still but there's still no blood, really. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's just been CGI'd off. And then he just sticks it back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's not, but I did I did write that down in my notes. There's not a lot of gore, but it being implied works for this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mind in this movie that there's not a lot of gore because uh, it, it still worked. Yeah. And still scared the crap out of me. Oh, without yeah. having to be super gory. Like, if you take out all the comedic elements in this movie, it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> the comedic moments definitely make it a lot lighter. Yes. And even with the action, yeah. too. Yeah. And it's a real quick watch, too. Even even though it's two hours, it's still... It goes by like that. Yeah. The action sequences are great. And there's a lot of really tense moments in the, like, the tombs and stuff. When they're underground in the tunnels or whatever the proper names for yeah. it are. <laughs> the, Under the, the catacombs. Catacombs. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's called? It feels really claustrophobic and especially, you know, scarabs are running around down there. There's yeah. no light. You've got torches. And you got to do some fun stuff with mirrors and light to get light in rooms. You know, yeah. it's just, it's definitely adds a different feeling of, you know, claustrophobia and foreignness to it, too. Because, I mean, it's one thing to picture yourself claustrophobic somewhere, you know, like buried alive or, you know, something like that. But yeah. not like you don't picture yourself in a catacomb in Egypt. Yeah. You know, it's just random. With so <laughs> with these with these beetles running around that you Yeah, know, and these mummies get under your skin and mummies that are releasing the ten plagues of Egypt. Yeah. You know, you you're not expecting that. You're like, what is this? You know They're coming back to life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they're but Rick and Jonathan are trying to get ahead of it. Evie wants to go, and Take he that. he locks her in the room. Yeah, and tells the other two guys to stay there. While Emotep comes, 
kills both those guys and almost yep. takes Evie when they come back. We also find out that he's afraid of cats. Yes. Because the cats are the guardians of the underworld. Yeah. And until he's in his full, like, rehabilitated form, he's going to be scared of cats. Because yes. a cat jumps on the piano and hisses and he's like, Rah! and spins away in yeah. his sand, sand dust. Yeah, then there's another <laughs> sand dust. <laughs> And then there's another time uh, Rick holds it up to him and he like does, oh he yeah 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 busts out again in his sand dust. I love when Rick's like, question: Why is it afraid of cats? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really cool scene when they go back and talk to. Yeah, because uh, you find it, out Evelyn's boss yes. is a part of the same secret society that uh, yeah Ardeth is a part of. Yeah. Which that was like, oh, twist. Yeah. They're part of the same society. <laughs> yeah. And, but he's basically telling them what's going down. You, you're going to have to find the book of Amun-Ra in order to defeat him. Yeah. Send him back to the underworld. And... Yeah. That's what they're, and it's, there's a great moment because I feel like Evie doubts herself in a lot of ways, and she's reading, deciphering this code, or, you know, in this different language, and nobody else knows it but her, and she figures it out that they got the burial places of the books mixed up. Oh, yeah. So, because they found the Book of the Dead at the place they said the Book of Amun-Ra was at. That's what they were expecting to find in the first place. Yeah. When they found the Book of the Dead. Yeah. So now they're going to try, go try the other spot, and hopefully the Book of Amun-Ra is there, which it is. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, Emotep's cornered on, and Evie says, you know, I'm going to go. Because yeah. because it, 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 he has to wait till tomorrow to do the sacrifice, and she knows he's not going to kill her until then. You've got time. Yeah. And so that's what, that's what she does. She goes with them. But yeah. then when they're walking away, he goes, kill them all. Yeah. And she's like, no. But luckily, they're, you know, they're quick and frisky and get away. <laughs> and jump down a storm drain. Yeah. He's like, I'm thinking. And they jump down. But uh, Evelyn's boss sacrifices himself and yeah. kind of keeps him, at what, keeps him away. I feel like that was kind of a useless sacrifice in a lot of ways. Because he too. just could have jumped down they were like mindless zombies in a way it's kind of like once like in a video game like once you're out of the guy's sight they stop wondering about you so i feel like once he had jumped down the drain he would have been good yeah and he'd still be alive for some reason i thought that he'd come back like that he really didn't die but like in one of the sequels he come back but i don't remember yeah I think I'm wrong though, but but I really like that whole scene was really cool with all the like zombie. He's made like all these people like zombies because mm-hmm, that was another like, plague too, right? Because they had the boils on their oh, faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like all kinds of nastiness all over them. Yeah, nasty, <laughs> nast. Hunter, you've been awful quiet over there. What are your thoughts thus far on the action and suspense that is the mummy? I mean, like I said earlier, I, it's great. Especially, you know, it, I, it nails all the adventurous tones that it's going for. And the horror elements, you know, just really add to it. I think I me- remember more the sequel than I do this one because, you know, okay. I got to thinking about the train scene. And I'm like, wait, that's not in this one. Mm, yeah, no. I said, no, that's in the sequel. So yeah. I remember more of The Mummy Returns. And they rode like a blimp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And like in that one, instead of like a giant sand face, he makes a giant face out of like water or something. Yes. yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I remember more of, of the sequel than I do this one. But mm-hmm. regardless, 
when they go back and she has to pretty much says, you know, he's you have a day figure something out. Yeah. And you know, that really adds to the whole suspense of the movie. And she also, well, she cuz she looks at O'Connell and she says, "If he turns me into a mummy, you're the first one I'm coming after." <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> believes her too. Yes, yep. he does. <laughs> And so, yeah, so they, uh, after that, we cut to, we just cut to them riding in the car. Jonathan's driving, so they, they got away and everything's fine. You don't see where they go, like, down yeah. into the, you just see him give up his life, and they go down the drain, and then the next thing you know, they're in a car driving. Yeah. And they're going to see O'Connell's old buddy, he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. Named Winston. Yeah, <laughs> I love this character. He's funny, yeah. Um, but he, you see him earlier in some of the scenes, but uh, and he's just an old guy, barely knows what he's doing, yeah. drunk all the time. Yeah, pretty much just parties and has women around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, get in. He he's gonna. He's needing him to fly. I guess needing to fly them back to Hominoptera, and they're gonna try and fly in. Yeah, because um, they don't have enough time to take camel or horse. Yeah. They, have to, <laughs> yeah. they have to get there they quick. They gotta go. Yeah. So he even tells him, "You're you're gonna probably die on this mission." <laughs> yeah. And Winston's just like, "All right, that, let's that, go. Let's go. That's fine with me." Mm-hmm. So they and <laughs> they strap Jonathan and the other um, artist. They strap them on these wings. <laughs> yeah. And Rick is in the in the seat with Winston. He's you know piloting them, and they have them strapped on these wings. This old janky Wright Brothers esque plane. And they're just going like almost looks like they're maybe even puttering. Yeah, puttering in there. You just have that great where uh, O'Connell's like, "You okay?" (laughs) Just like, "Do I look like I'm okay?" Or something. Do I bloody well look like I'm okay? And so... And Artist's just getting a kick out of it. He thinks he's on a ride. He's over yeah. there just smiling. <laughs> yeah. Like, he ain't got a care in the he world. He care, dude. And so, they end up freaking Emotep. Yep. Sends, he sends up a huge sandstorm mm-hmm. of his face. Evie and Benny are there. Sucks them in, and they crash. Yep. And as... As predicted, Winston dies, yep. which is pretty sad. And gets taken yep. away very poetically in some quicksand, in some quicksand. along with his bird. So, oh, But they end up getting so right sore. back to Hominoptera. You know, at least he got them there. Yeah. But the did. other three are alive, and Emotep's got Evelyn, and she's ready to sacrifice. He's already brought back um, an ox and a moon. And her corpse, her mummified corpse is awake beside Evelyn. They're both screaming at each other. That was creepy, too. Yeah. And then as soon as Emotep is about to sacrifice Evelyn, they bust in. But he's got more guards. You know, they encounter a huge room full of gold. And I remember seeing that as a kid, too. And thinking, oh, man. Especially on the big screen. Like, yeah. look at Ooh, all look that at money. You man. know, and even Jonathan's like, can we? And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's so tempting not to. I you know, know, just a ha- I, pocket full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's enough to, you know, set you up for a little while. Yeah, they do get away with a little bit. Yeah, well, we got end. some great mummy. Yeah, we got some great mummy scenes, too, of Emotep because they hear the gunshot go off. Yeah. He's shooting scarabs. Jonathan gets a scarab in him. They flip it out, cut him, Sh- cut, cut it him. out of him. Yeah. And oh. 
then they fire the gun that alerts Emotep he sends the mummies and they start popping up like mummy zombies through the floor and they're fighting them off then they get more guards great action scenes in the tombs down there especially in the room of gold and then going all throughout it yes there were so many good action. There's a great action sequence. Yeah. Down there with uh, Evie's on the table. And yeah, tense. All, she's beside her screaming because mm-hmm. he's raised her up from the bed. And and then her and the Nox and the Moon actually fight each other, yeah. I think. And she starts going, and Nox and the Moon starts going after her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Jonathan but, and Rick end up finding the Book of Amon Ra. Yes. Which is what they need. So they, that's why they get back down there. Jonathan's like, hey, Evie! <laughs> like a dummy. But, you know, of course it works. And then even Emotep realizes, oh shit, they've got the book. Yes, because he starts commanding that army. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan does. Yeah, he finishes reading, because Evie's fighting a Nox and a yeah. Moon. She's like, finish reading it! Yeah. And he finally figures out what one of the symbols was, because Evie manages to get it out. And yeah. then he starts commanding the army. That pisses Emotep tip off even more oh yeah and then yeah he goes to strangle jonathan but then rick comes in yeah evie gets the book and uh well they command his army to kill a nox and a moon yes and that do. sends him yep. off yeah that sets him off oh yeah he's ticked because mm-hmm. that's when he starts going after he starts going after o'connell yep and she's like distract him yeah and, uh evie starts getting in the book mm-hmm. she's trying to fit you know she starts uh trying to figure out i guess what the right page yeah and- the right page what <laughs> i don't know if it's a spell or what you yeah. call it but uh, she's trying to find what she needs to um make emotep mortal so yeah. they can kill him because right now brent uh i keep wanting to call him brandon <laughs> rick has already cut his arm off and he can just he just attaches yeah. it right back attaches it right back <laughs> yep just puts it right back so she finally finds it she says it you get this cool scene of like the there's like this bluish mist water stuff mm-hmm. it's like, like souls of, yeah. in a way yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say it's the souls of the undead okay oh, okay, the souls of, okay. Yeah. so the souls of the undead and they like it's like this blue mist looking stuff and it like comes up in this like forms a chariot and it like runs through emotep and like takes his takes his immortality i'm mm-hmm. guessing yeah and so now he's mortal yeah and they kill him yep they and, kill him and it's over and after all that shit goes down he goes back into the into the goo <laughs> oh yeah he gets sucked back in and he says death, death is only, only the, the beginning, beginning. <laughs> yeah you get that cool because she he says something and you don't know what he says because he's speaking i'm guessing egyptian yeah and only and, evelyn can speak and then it we have evelyn understand say, it yeah and Evelyn says, death is only the beginning. Yep. So, yeah. Great. And then all hell breaks loose and the tombs kind of start caving in. <laughs> Benny's still in there because he's been hauling bags full of that gold out <laughs> yeah. to those fucking camels. Yep. Uh, he's, probably, he's probably made two or three trips by now. Yeah, more than that probably by the time all that other shit's and been going And he's all tired, so he goes to hang a bag of it on this, like... It ledge looks like a thing. ledge thing that's hanging out of the wall. It's actually a freaking like booby trap thing, and it sets the two like it sets this thing off where it's like closing on top of them. Yeah, and they have to get the heck out of there. 
And Benny gets his due justice, yes, and he, he ends does. up getting locked in. Even and Rick still tries to save him. As much as he made I, his life hell, yes, he still tried to save him. I but know. in the end, he couldn't get him in time. And he says, goodbye, Benny, and yeah. then jumps up and runs away. But I loved it because he's in this room with all this gold, and I find that ironic because all he wanted was money. Yeah, That's all what his life was about. And he's trapped in this room with all this money, more money than he could ever spend in his entire life, forever, as well as millions of scarabs. Yeah, yeah. And they're just closing in on him. And I, that, oh, I remember that fear as a kid, too, of just thinking of being closed in that room forever. <laughs> yes. And all those bugs. Yes. Oh, man. just being in the dark and not being able to see them. Yeah, the light and going just out. just feeling them when they're, cr- oh, God, 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 I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, oh, God. Well, they all get away free. We get Art. Uh, I can't keep remember. Artist. Artist. Artist's already outside. He made it out because he told them, you know, y'all go, go. Yeah. You know, he didn't say y'all, but <laughs> <laughs> I added my own flavor to it. That's been awesome if he did. <laughs> yeah. But, and he said, you know, you owe, you know, our people owe you such a great, Grat, you know, great yeah. gratitude. You did what we couldn't do pretty much. Yeah. And you saved our people. You saved the world pretty much. Yeah. And Evelyn and O'Connell get their get their great kiss in the uh, yes, sunset finally. Oh Even Jonathan's like, "Oh God," you know. He's like, he's just waiting for it. Because Jonathan says, "God, we we walked away empty-handed." And O'Connell's like, "Not really." Yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then God. Evelyn looks up and makes eye contact at him. And, oh, just a oh. uh, uh, mm. dreamboat. Yeah. And then we get him riding off into the sunset on the camels and a little glimmer of gold hanging from the butt end <laughs> yep. of the camels because yes. of Benny's bags of gold yep. <laughs> are hanging from the camel butts. So they did get some. They did get a reward. Yep. Oh, man. Roll credits. Yes. That's the Woo! All right, I'll start. I'm going to go ahead and give it a five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of nostalgia, it's still good now. It's good for new generations to get into. Yes. You know, other get get your kids into it. You know, this is stuff that they can watch too. You know, I feel like CGI is a little meh, but to think about the way it was for me as a kid and what it did you know for the time i can respect it great action great comedy great romance just awesome yeah awesome yeah all around so five five out of five (sighs) all right i gotta give it five out of five also which i'm sure that wasn't a surprise but yeah this movie the nostalgia level for me is just insane and like I said, this is one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater, and it just absolutely resonated with me. And I I just remember my my little my my little horror heart even back then was just full to the brim because I just love this movie, and it even surprised me that my mom took me to see something like that, <laughs> um, which I'll forever yeah it I'll forever be in her debt <laughs> as far as that's concerned because. It was great, but um, the the chemistry just between the characters, like especially Jonathan O'Connell and Evie. I mean, though the casting was just spot on. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of another movie where the three characters were just. I mean, maybe I could if I was really really thinking about it, but I mm-hmm. mean, um, but yeah, th- th- this movie I just think is it. 
it's almost perfect to me. The yeah. CG, this, yes, I know that doesn't really hold up anymore. Um, but, I mean, you just got to think of the time. And CG was so new. And they were still kind of trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's perfect to me. Five out of five. Hunter? I have to give it a four and a half out of five. Oh my god! Man, feel. Yeah. What did I give? I'll never forgive Day of the Dead. Oh my god! He's holding a grudge over Day of the Dead. Nah, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, a four and a half out of five. Uh, Like I said, I have more fond memories of the Mummy Returns because I feel like that one around because around the time I started to you know I guess start remember things and stuff i don't know what you call it (laughs) but around the time i was growing up and starting to really like watch some movies and stuff the mummy returns had come out and hannah being such a big fan of that one of the (laughs) first one you know she absolutely loved the mummy returns as well so that one was on play 24 7 just like the first one was so i think i have more memories of the mummy returns but that doesn't go against the first one whatsoever i think the first one is the better movie if we're going to compare the two, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. The action is great. The comedy. There's a lot more of it in this movie than you would think, but it's it never overstays its welcome. Uh, It balances out with the horror and, you know, just the mystery of everything perfectly. Um, Really, the only reason I give it a four and a half out of five is because the CG is really dated. Which, I mean, I know... (laughs) I know... Around the time this movie was coming out, CG was the next big thing because you had, you know, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, you know, that had all these CGI moments in the movies. It also had a lot of practical stuff in it, too. Yeah. So, I will always, always, always say what happens in front of a camera looks better than what happens behind the camera. Yeah. But besides that... If you like Indiana Jones, you will love this movie. Yep. Uh, it hits all the adventure notes perfectly. Uh, yeah. Like I said, a little bit more comedy than you're expecting from this kind of movie. But I think it balances out extremely well and never overstays its welcome. And when it gets serious, it knows to stay serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, great movie. Uh, four and a half out of five. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Okay. I did have some trivia I wanted to share. Okay. Okay, so Tom Cruise was actually up for the role of Rick O'Connell. Oh, God. Which he was in the remake in 2017. Oh, that's right. I never saw it. Yeah, I did. I wasn't impressed. Mm. Um, Emotep is the same name as The Mummy from the 1932 movie, and that movie follows close to the same premise as the remake. Mm. And I already said this, but Ardeth Bay was the mummy's disguise name in the original. And in the remake, that is the head of the Majaz, which is Odin Fur's character's name. Right. Heck yeah. As mentioned earlier, there were several different directors asked to direct this movie. Y'all are going to like this one. Clive Barker was asked to direct. Oh, damn. But his script was too dark slash violent and would have leaned more towards a cult of the mummy. George Romero wrote a script for the movie in 1990. I think I missed. I think that was actually 1994. I think I missed top that but he had to bow out due to a conflict with another movie and joe dante and wes craven were also honorable mentions oh dang seriously yeah yeah 
Uh, most of the film was filmed in Morocco and then finished up in the UK. The actors had to deal with scorching heat, sandstorms, uh. snakes, spiders, and even scorpions. Oh my. <laughs> they had to drink a special fluid to stay hydrated while filming. Uh, Brendan Fraser almost lost his life in the hanging scene. The wrong noose was used, and it tightened around his neck and caused him to pass out for 18 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Even after the near-death experience, he still performed all his own stunts. Of course he did. Of course. He's a gem. I know. Oh, he's so great. Rachel Wise's character, Evie, is based on a real-life woman named Lady Evelyn Conavan. Conavon, maybe I'm saying it, but her father, along with Howard Carter, was credited with discovering the tomb of Tutankhamun in 1922. Oh, dang. And then I just found these cute little things about, I found an interview with Brendan Fraser, mm -hmm. and he said, Stephen Summers, the director, would say, ready, don't suck, action. <laughs> <laughs> and I put, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw an interview with Brandon, and he said he would be totally down for a fourth Mummy movie. He's just waiting on a script. I'm there. So, me too. I oh, would, yeah. Oh, man. I'm I would, on that bandwagon. One God, I would probably explode from excitement. I know. I would love to see them all come back. Yeah. I'll hook, I'll, I'll hook you up, Brandon. I'll, I'll, I'll cook up a script. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Hey, do yeah. it, do it. We'll you and Anna up. need to cook something up. Hey, yeah. I'm not that good of a writer, so I'll let y'all do that. <laughs> but yeah, so. Alrighty, I think that's a close on episode 26. Woo! The Mummy! Let's talk about what's fresh on our slab real quick. Fresh on the slab. Have you guys watched anything this week? The only thing I've watched is I watched American Psycho oh, yeah. last Always weekend, good. but I'd already seen it a million times, but I had to show our friend Tia, so. Yeah, she'd never seen it. <laughs> yeah, of course, so I had to had to slide that one in. Yeah, that's a good one. And then, of course, The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's all I've watched this week. Hunter? I watched The Mummy, um, and then... I don't, this, this is going to show my weebness a little bit, but I watched uh, Fist of the North Star, the anime movie. It's an anime. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Best thing of all time. Uh, <laughs> Post-apocalyptic Bruce Lee punches people and they explode. That's all I'm going to say because that's all you need to know. <laughs> and then, uh, but before that, I uh, finally went and saw Mission Impossible 7. Oh, yeah. And okay. I can say, holy crap. Does it live up to the hype? Oh, nice. Um, I still don't know if I like it better than Fallout. I think Fallout's probably going to remain my favorite Mission Impossible. Okay. But nice. holy crap. If you want to go to a movie experience where you are on the edge of your seat and you have a white-knuckled grip on your handles, <laughs> because, some, because like the characters are like are in an, an impossible situation, but they still always find a way to get out. I don't know. It's just... yeah. Whew, those movies always just get me on the edge of my seat. They know how to string you along perfectly. I saw this really great meme a long time ago. I think after Mission Impossible 7 was announced, first announced, so this was a while ago, but it just stuck with me because it tickled me so, so good. It was like... <laughs> After seven Mission Impossible movies, I think it's pretty much safe to say that the missions are possible. <laughs> <laughs> and it still cracks me up. That is hilarious. 
Because oh old crows is still cashing in on that cow. Oh, but sure if it's is. good, man, I need to watch them. I, I do. do. I like I said, I, after watching the first couple, I was shocked that I had let them fly under my radar for so long. Yeah. yeah. Because like I said, they remind me of Fast and Furious. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, Fast and Furious family. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a lot of people like to make fun of that film series but you know as far as Mission Impossible it reminds me of Fast and Furious just way more refined yeah because you know Fast and Furious they kind of just barge in and just do what do what they can and don't bother you know to sneak in and lockpick or whatever yeah Mission they just Impossible, come in guns blazing yeah Mission yeah. Impossible they they can't do that they have to be discreet and they have to work in the shadows hmm. so I got you. But if I can talk about something I really want to see, I want to see The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I saw it. I know you did. It's good, yeah. And I'm jealous. Because I saw Dracula in the trailer, and holy God. You like he it. He looks terrifying. It's good. Yeah. He reminds that was pretty good. Just from, like, the kind of shadow, you know, outlines that we get in the trailer and the poster and stuff, he kind of looks like a combination of Barlow from Salem's, Salem's Lot. Oh yeah. And Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. Mhm. And uh I don't know. It's I'm worth it. Just... It's worth a watch. It's got um Liam Cunningham who was in Dog Soldiers and Game of Thrones. Mm. Yeah. I He's in him. it and the yep. guy who played Heath from Walking Dead and he was in the yep. Straight Outta Compton movie. He played mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. Can't think oh, of his name. Man. But he was in it. Uh and uh, David Dasmalchian. He's in it too. He plays a good part. But yeah, it's worth a watch. There's like some of the CGI just took me out of it a little bit. I feel like they use CGI in places they could have been practical. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you? I just asked myself, why I did you that. do that? Yeah. But I mean, it's good. It's, it's a good uh, Dracula story, a good take on it, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually know this, which I mean, I guess it just goes to show you how long it's been since I've read the book, but that is actually based off of, I think, one of the journal entries from the original book. Mm-hmm. Yes. From the Demeter. Because Dracula did attack a ship out on, you know, out at sea called the Demeter, or mm-hmm. the Demeter, or whatever, or however you say it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really want to see mm-hmm. that. It's like it was from the captain's log yeah. of the ship. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a story. They based it on it. Man, I want to see it too. Yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched anything except The Mummy. I started this movie the other night on Tubi, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I was half <laughs> paying attention, but I was intrigued enough. I, I need to start it again. Like I said, I can't remember what it was called, but it had Alexandria Breckenridge in it. She was in American Horror Story. She was in that season of Walking Dead. She was the lady that Rick dated that had the two sons when Carl lost his eye and that zombie. Yes, she's in it. And the guy who, gosh, I can't think. You know his face. He kind of favors Miles Teller, but he's more nerdy. Like, he's been in a bunch of comedy movies. He's in it, too. And they're basically a, a bunch of reporters, and they're trying to sell this house. But it's there's this guy that's kind of like Slender Man. Because when I was watching it, when I wasn't paying attention, Marley walked in and was like, is that Slender Man? Because, you know, she watches yeah. stuff about it on yeah. YouTube. And I was like, I think so, but not really. Like, I think it's a different guy, but looks like him. But, I mean, I was intrigued enough to keep going, but I was just distracted at the time. Mm. But other than the 
Mummy, that's all I've really watched. I've been watching the challenge. I've been going. <laughs> still, I'm on a kick. I've been going back and just watching my like old favorite seasons. Well, hey, you can you can rest easy a week because usually you're watching during three I days know. a week. I'll go through spurts where, I, where I'll watch stuff constantly, yeah. and then I'll just stop for a while. Yeah, but that's yeah. All right. All right. Well, you guys can find us on all the major podcatchers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible now. Woo! And you can follow us on Instagram at Cinemaslab Podcast. Episode 27's coming next week, and it's Hunter's pick. Hunter, do you want to tell them what you've picked? Dead silence. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was going to try and recite the story or the chant or whatever. Oh, movie, um, but I forgot uh, something, something Mary Shaw, she had no children, only dolls. And if you... If you ever see her in your dreams, make sure you never, ever scream. scream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rip your tongue out at the seam. Yeah. Yeah. So... I haven't watched this movie since it came out. Well, this movie holds a really special place in my heart because it was the very first horror movie that I ever sat down and consciously said, all right, this movie freaked right. me out when I was yeah. a kid. Hannah, me and you were going to sit here and we're going to watch this thing. <laughs> right. And I watched it and like it just... Save it, save it. Save I know, I know. It's just like my love for horror just snowballed from this movie. So we'll talk. I'll talk about more about yeah. that later. But yeah, okay. next week is Dead Silence. Yes. Woo-hoo. We're excited. All right, you guys. Well, until next week, signing off, I'm your Scream Queen. I'm your Gorgal. I'm your favorite little brother. And See? remember, death, death is, is only the, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> You can't take us anywhere. Nope. Nope. (laughs) We tried. I think we know the rest of the